I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. So Kevin, I have a, a really important question to ask you. Shoot. If I let go of you, do you think you could fly? <laughs> I'm flying, I'm flying. If only, <laughs> right? I, I... <laughs> That is one skill I've not learned in pandemic is uh, how to fly yet. There's still time because this pandemic Would is going to be gone be forever. Would there be wind so. beneath your wings, perhaps? You think? <laughs> did, did I ever tell you you're my hero? <laughs> is that what this movie needs is like a theme song at the end? It, uh, I think it does. It's, it's got some good like sweeping melodies, but yeah, it needs a good like Bette Midler theme song at the end here. I forgot how beautiful the score is. Uh, yeah. I like, does this movie deserve the score? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, this is really pretty. <laughs> Good old Elmer Bernstein, who is not related to yeah. Leonard Bernstein, but yeah. Might as well be. Might as well I mean, be. Shit. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I believe he did To Kill a Mockingbird, right? Didn't yeah, and I think he also did Airplane. Yeah. Which is fun. Well, diverse. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> well rounded, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful score. It's a lovely score, score but yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, it's a for a, a yeah. I, I just you wouldn't expect it, you know. I guess for this time no. period, it, it was such a you know weird. Well, all these movies had like beautiful scores. Yeah. Like they yeah. had um, uh, Jerry Goldsmith was sleeping with the enemy, right. and then um, the uh, uh, oh, I was Graham Revell did yes, the Graham music Revell. for Hand, Hand That Rocks the Cradle, mm -hmm. and there's there's just these be beautiful scores, mm -hmm. very melodic and lush. This did not have Gilbert and Sullivan in it, though. So that's a downgrade. Uh, which, right there. <laughs> you know, I mean, now I'm pretty sure it has like a two on Rotten Tomatoes because it doesn't have Gilbert and Sullivan. Yep, yep. they could have bumped it up that's quite a bit. That's what the people wanted. That's, give them what they want, folks. It's true. It's true. There, there are all these like prestige thrillers here in the early 90s here, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of them were psychological. Some of them were erotic. Some of them were supernatural. But there's just a lot of them. Uh I don't. I don't. Yeah, Kevin. I I wouldn't call this a horror film. <laughs> it's I more of a I would say it's a psychological thriller, thriller really. Because <laughs> um, it it's about a family, a family go going through trauma, and <laughs> the trauma of it all. Trauma. Is, yes, is is. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, and it, Stephen King stuff really big, you know, in this period, and you can feel the like the main vibes in this one like let's go to this snowy main setting and buy a cliff and they talk about how there used to be a lighthouse in the town but now it's not there anymore i'm like well i gotta have a lighthouse so yeah, yeah um i uh, assume the original ending was to be them dangling on the lighthouse oh, maybe perhaps that would have been the only thing that could have made that finale better yeah in like stevie wayne fashion you know mm -hmm. just like mm -hmm. fended off some some uh sluggy ghost corpses oh be well, nice. let's let's remake the good son and put some supernatural remake. shit in. <laughs> I don't Why even know, I don't even know any who like the, the kid stars are today, but you know, Henry is possessed by the spirits of Antonio Bay, and that's what it's that okay. that's what it's about. Yeah, he's going to get re revenge on the ancestors. I would watch a sequel to go. this. I don't know; they'd have to bring him back as like a zombie or something, but I would watch it. <laughs> I think I think it could work. You know, like yeah. maybe 
Susan regrets her decision, so she uses black magic to bring mm. Henry back. Mm-hmm. And when he comes back, he's he's not the same. And she will learn sometimes dead is better. <laughs> Take that pet cemetery pre prequel. There's that fucking scene in this where they're hauling the oh, we'll get to it when they're hauling the dog across the cemetery. I'm like, this is straight as pet cemetery too. Like I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I was like, did someone get a note from Pet Cemetery Two? <laughs> yeah. Did someone get inspired? Uh, Did that wow. movie inspire one person? That yeah. warms my heart. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's like an identical shot. It I mean, is. I was like, Wait. Yeah. It didn't get created. Like, Did y'all just splice in Pet Cemetery 2 <laughs> in here? Why? Why yeah. would you do that? You're going to be hearing from and Mary you... <laughs> Lambert's lawyer soon. <laughs> and you didn't get the scene with the burning mom? Come on. <laughs> That's the showstopper. What the hell? Yeah. Wrong scene. Uh, I forgot just how much Wendy Crewson just like is standing on a cliff like a third of this movie just My looking God. out over the water her entire character is like a commercial for depression meds yeah, it's it like is. just her cradling her herself on a mountain just yeah. staring out into the ab- abyss uh-huh. sighing dramatically yep. mm-hmm. i'm like my god simbalta can help wendy Carson. <laughs> it's just depressing and she's got the early 90s bowl cut there <laughs> mom cut. Oh, they all got the mom cut yeah <laughs> But it kind of looks cute on her for, it for, works for better some reason. On her than it does some of the other. On her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it she works pretty well. Cute. <laughs> I like her. I always associate her as the Santa Claus. Like I can't like not Same. see her. Yeah. Same. yeah, it's week two of our family thrills month here. We're uh, cranking them out. You know, just plowing through mm-hmm. like the snow in this movie. Just plowing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The snow kind of comes and go in this goes in this movie. I don't, I don't know how long it took to short to shoot, but like I'll see snow and then it won't be there and then it'll be there again. And I'm like, okay. yeah, I was like, wait, <laughs> like was this shot over the course of like a year? Because yeah. it's like, well, we can only have Macaulay for two hours every every day, mm-hmm. so we're just gonna have to stretch stretch this for a year. Yeah, I think he was shooting Home Alone too, like. Uh, the exact same time or something so it's very possible oh my god uh, and it was like a stipulation for uh, to do home alone 2 they were like you have to do no his dad said that he had to do this movie first because they originally had different people cast wow. in this apparently so, um, i heard there was some drama yeah yeah I, I, there's a good little three paragraph overview here on wikipedia so when we get to it i'll read through some of that but yeah there, there's okay. plenty of behind the scenes hijinks here um we got the dirt for you. We ya. do. We do. I love a Culkin, you know? Yeah. Just, I love them all. And there's many a Culkin uh, in this. Yeah. Culkin Palooza. Yeah. 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 Kieran Culkin a, just. Col- Culkins I didn't know existed. I didn't even movie. know there was a there was a sister Culkin. Yeah. No. No. I don't think she exists. I think it's just Macaulay in a wig and yeah. they've just. It's like a trick. It, it could be. <laughs> it's just a little bit of cinematic magic okay. and trickery. Yeah, I think Kieran's the only Culkin that's not in this one because Rory's in here. Yeah. I guess it, he's the pictured yeah. as Richard. Um, that's supposed to be Rory. It's a little. Hmm. Kieran was made. Was he doing like the Father of the Bride movie at he this point? He may have been. That would make sense around this time period. Um, yeah, it's like 92, 91 yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elijah Wood's surprisingly good in this. I forgot like how good he is. Really good in this movie. Yeah, um, he's moving in this. Yeah. This was like early, very early in his career too. Yeah, he cries real tears. He does. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. like the scenes with him with the therapist and just like you know, uh, yeah, uh, that that grandma therapist who's like you know, just tell me She's what your problem is. Inviting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hadn't even done too much. He did um, some movie called Paradise, which I haven't seen. Um, I haven't seen that one. Uh, Avalon. Um, 
He had not done his tour de force in North yet. I don't. He believe. had not. That was like right after this. No. Um, yes. Which is a fantastic <laughs> film, and I will not hear anyone. Little did he know. <laughs> I will not allow anyone to besmirch my dear North, even Roger Ebert. I'm sick to death of him. You'll be shocked to hear that they did not like these. This movie. We'll get to it. But no. You <laughs> know. Yeah. What well, he, he? Let's see. He, then he did Flipper and the Ice Storm and. Uh, oh yeah. It's it's crazy that like. I mean, I guess this is how just growing up works, but, like, he did Flipper in 95 and The Faculty in 98. Like, that just seems like there's not mm-hmm. enough time in between there, but I guess. Yeah. Or uh, even The Ice Storm in 96? Or was that 97? It might have 97. been shot in 96. And yeah, it's probably came out in 97. Shot in 96. Yeah. But, but, yeah, he looks yeah. considerably younger than that than he does in The Faculty. But, again, I guess that's how aging that's works. Weird. But, you know. <laughs> because you know how you he get looks to point... younger the further back you i go? know it's crazy but you know how you get to point like when you're in your 20s and 30s and you look about the same for quite a while but then you but then yeah. in your early years it's like oh every year you're a totally different person it's crazy exactly yeah. it's like from about like 19 to maybe like 27 yeah. everyone mostly just looks the same about and then the same. some people start to age and then some people wait a bit and then <laughs> yeah. fuck those people <laughs> like some people look pretty good when they're like 45 and then yeah. by 47 you're like oh my god what happened to you you mm-hmm. crone you know? <laughs> it's, true. it's weird it's just like <laughs> yeah. they just hit a wall you're like whoa yeah it's like <laughs> what happened whatever chemical that wasn't being released just suddenly started coming out it's <laughs> yeah. very very strange yeah uh have you watched anything recently I watched House 2, the second story. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> Featured in Scream 2, yes. <laughs> you might have heard of it. Yeah. Um, I had never seen it all the way through until last week. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I've, I've got that little house box set thing with all the movies. And I was like, I've, I, I need to watch this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's totally different from the first, the first one. It's mm-hmm. a different house, different story. And uh, I was I was not as amused as some are by it mm-hmm. i thought it was a little goofy in yeah. kind of not a great way that's all that i remember about that um, too yeah but it's it's got some good like creature af- effects and stuff like oh, there's cool. this little yeah. cute like caterpillar dog that's kind of adorable and mm-hmm. i'm like i could use that as a stuffed animal mm-hmm. maybe in my life cool i um i did see last night in soho that was fun oh that yeah was a good one i've heard it's um really, really fun. visually interesting at least yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's got yeah. a twist i mean it, I, I think the there 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 is a big old twist mm-hmm. there's a twist and a turn mm-hmm. is that you like the new, watch the new thing right now is like we gotta have we're bringing back the twists after this and uh malignant well, listen why not i support yeah. a good old twist yeah. especially a ridiculous one yes <laughs> like the one that ridiculous. doesn't make any fucking sense at all <laughs> it's like they've been trapped in a space-time continuum for yeah. 45 years <laughs> And her brother's really her sister, who's also her aunt. And it's like, what? What the hell's happening? Or like the end of this is so crazy. Spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen Dead Silence, but where it's like she's just like yeah. a, a puppet at the end. She's and, a puppet. You know, she's, or he's the puppet and she's controlling. I can't remember. It's something yeah. like that. Yeah. I think everyone's a puppet. Yeah, I think I everyone know. is a puppet. Like, again, not a spoiler it's because like I can't even remember. But yeah. stepmother's the puppet who's controlling the yeah. father who's also the puppet and yeah, the son is like also that. the puppet. It's like what? Yeah. So many puppets, so little time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've watched a lot of horror recently, but I watched, um, I guess it was kind of drama thriller. I don't know. It's uh, Lady Macbeth from 2016. Doesn't have anything to do with Lady Macbeth, <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. that's the title anyway. Um, it's got uh, this woman, and she's in this loveless marriage to a bitter man, and uh, they live with this man's family in his estate. It's like the late 1800s. Um, 
And uh, anytime someone is mean to her, she just, like, decides she's going to fucking kill him. And, uh, you know, good for her, oh, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. uh, she gets her revenge at the end. And uh, it's a very kind of lo-fi movie. Uh, very minimalistic. Um, but I liked it. I don't know. I, I always appreciate, you know, a woman mm. scorned getting her revenge and everything else. Um, Sounds kind of fun. And she's, like, sleeping with the stable hand, and uh, so good for her. Oh, they always yeah. are. <laughs> they always they are. always are. Oh, my God. I get it, though. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. good for her. Good for her. Uh, started that Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched uh, documentary. I didn't get very far into it, just because it's, like, three hours long, oh. and I was not in the mindset for it, but I will eventually go back and <laughs> finish it. <laughs> yeah, you I know? think I'm going to wait until that box set comes out cool. that has it on there. Yeah, I, I pre-ordered the, the Blu-ray, but I, I didn't get the box set like you did, but I got the, just the standalone, mm. so I'm waiting for that to come in, but... Uh, um, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, so far it's pretty good. It's got like, um, some poetry and prose throughout and they make it seem all kind of old timey. Oh, and, um, so that's, you that's lost me with the po- poetry. <laughs> you lost me. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll see. It's, it, it's interesting. It's, I, I, I almost think they should have released it like last year during like the height of all the, uh, you know, uh, folk horror stuff. Now it seems like we're kind of moving past that onto something else, but we'll see. Um, we've moved on people i know i don't think people really know what they want i think that's the problem right because like you know halloween yeah. c- kills comes out and everyone's so fucking polarized about that and then malignant mm-hmm. comes out and everyone's so fucking polarized about that and it's like are we gonna yeah. get a movie that actually most people actually like you know <laughs> i guess it's just not possible anymore i guess it's not like, it's it is weird like yeah it's a lot of movies from the past five years have just been very polarizing you yeah. either love it or you true. think it's the worst movie ever made and true i don't know what that's about it's strange, uh, but then even stuff like Hereditary, like the the critics liked a lot, but then the yeah everyone else yeah. didn't. But like stuff like Malignant, it's mm-hmm. like even the critics are mixed on like this stuff. Right, it's, it's interesting. To, yeah, it's a strange time. There's still time for Scream Five Cream to you know. It could rejuvenate throw everyone's expectations for a, a whack. We'll see. Yes, uh, there have been some like featurettes coming out about that recently, and uh, yeah, uh, I guess Randy's family is in um, it, and yeah. Sydney has a baby. I'm like, oh, wow. I did not. I didn't see Interesting. that. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, she, when she's like, when she's um, go, going for a run and and she gets the phone call from Dewey, she's mm-hmm. pushing a stroller. Mm. They didn't even think and about so that. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, she must have a baby. Mm. I wonder if she has a husband or a lesbian lover. Oh, if only. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she did have that Indigo Girls. She did have that Rainbow room. Indigo Girls poster you know, on her wall. I don't know, Sid. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why you haven't had such good luck with men, because yeah. you don't need to be with them. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that would be a plot twist. Read the tea I'd leaves here. Like, yeah. Good for you. Yeah, good, good for her. Good for you, Sid. Yeah, yeah, not too much other. Otherwise, I mean, you know, Chucky the series is still good and uh, still, still plowing good. along here. Hasn't uh, has not jumped that shark yet. Nope. I heard that Tiffany and Nika are supposed to be coming in next week, so I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope we get like a flashback sequence with him, like actually meeting a young Tiffany. That would be kind of cool. We'll oh, that would be great. Yeah, uh, but like the voice still has to be Jennifer Tilly. Like that's all I want. <laughs> like, well, I mean, obviously, like you can't just, just have a, some imposter. I mean, just to dub over the voice. <laughs> yeah, you have to dub it. Chucky. You know, you seem like a nice <laughs> guy, Chucky. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you know, we're still kind of in the the post Halloween uh, malaise here, and uh, yeah, it is a malaise. It's mm-hmm. just like, what does one do until mm-hmm. Thanksgiving? Yeah. And then, you know, it's Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. But uh, and for some people, it already mm-hmm. is. But, you know, I'm, I'm still in that oh transition phase here. Yeah. 
I swear, every year it just gets earlier and earlier. I'm like, can you just hold the Christmas decorations right. for like a few weeks, please? Right. Like, I don't care if you want to put your Halloween decorations up in like August or sooner, but like, please hold the yeah. Christmas decorations. Yeah, we're sick of it. Yeah, we're gonna write a letter to mm-hmm. our commissioner. Yeah, the representative. Yeah, Christmas. <laughs> oh, him. Yes, dear Santa. Dear, dear uh, yeah, dear Santa's elf. Uh, from uh, District 5. Um. <laughs> I'm sealing this letter with a kiss, and I hope it gets to you <laughs> in time for the holidays. Uh, 1993. Um, directed by Joseph Rubin, uh, who also did The Stepfather and Sleeping with the Enemy. The Stepfather, Sleeping with the Enemy. Uh, yeah. Movie called Dreamscape and uh, The Forgotten with Julianne Moore. That. Yes. Oh my God, The Forgotten, which is not a terrible movie oh, if I remember right. The, the ending enough, is not very I good. Forgot the Forgotten. I know, the Forgotten. That's yeah, that's ironic. Yeah. It's uh, if I remember right, it's like pretty well directed. It just has a terrible ending that people hated, but it's it's okay. I I didn't hate it anyway. Um, all I remember is like at some point, Alfre Woodard is like talking to Julianne Moore, and she gets like sucked up in, in into the sky. Yes. It's one of those things like Lost where like they don't bother explaining anything and then when they do it doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, but yeah, because if I remember right, it's something like uh, 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 her kid just disappears and she doesn't know why. And then anytime she gets a little yeah. bit closer to finding out, like people just start getting sucked up into the sky. Like, I'm like what the fuck like, is happening? I have the answer. Your son is what? <laughs> it's, it's like fucking weird. Because I remember laughing really hard yeah, when I saw yeah, it, and I was like, yeah. this is great. This is great. More of this, please. <laughs> this is so goofy. <laughs> Why are we covering the fur god? That's the about forgotten. a family. I don't That's know. Some, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, this was written by Ian McEwen, who's written a bunch of novels. Um, so uh, following the completion of his book, The Child in Time, he was invited by 20th Century Fox to write a screenplay about evil children. Um he said the idea was to make a low-budget, high-class movie, not something that Fox would naturally make a lot of money on. Um, and uh, the screenplay was really well-received, but the end result was deemed insufficiently commercial, as tends, tends to happen. Um, so they mm-hmm. commissioned uh, they commissioned it, and they floated it around Hollywood until it was discovered by this producer named Mary Ann Page. She was super enthusiastic. She, she tried to get the project off the ground for about three and a half years, which is kind of insane, but I guess that's how it works in Hollywood. Um, mm-hmm. So they had, like, different people attached to these, these roles at different points. And at one point, Michael Klesik was cast as Henry. After the success of Home Alone and Silence of the Lambs, Fox was like, let's pull this project up again and we'll see what we can do with this. Because I guess the idea was that, oh, well, Silence of the Lambs, Silence of the Lambs was this, like, really successful, you know, psychological thriller, uh, quotes. And then Home Alone was this really successful kid movie. So what if we just, like, combine those two things together? And... <laughs> What would happen? If? What, what would happen if we did this? And for a while, uh, Michael Lehman from Heather's was attached to direct, and um, oh, wow. Mary Steenbergen, yeah, she oh, was Mary cast as Susan for a while there. And I uh, could see that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, Jesse Bradford replaced Michael Klesik for a while. Uh, oh and wow! So again, just like a lot of moving parts here um but then you know the progress was suddenly interrupted when kit culkin who's the sort of uh patriarch of the culkin family who's notoriously influential in hollywood he came in and he was like you know i really want my son macaulay to star in this and fox was like sure "Sure, why the fuck not because you know uh he was really 
you know, successful in Home Alone. And yeah, and also they wanted to, you know, show that Macaulay could do something a little bit darker um, than Home Alone. Although, I mean, he like, I mean, he's not exactly he a nice kid in that movie. <laughs> I know, I know. Shit. Like, he, he makes yeah. like Nancy Thompson-esque like torture devices. Yeah, yeah it's not like he's traps for yeah. these guys. Right, this is still a John Hughes movie, <laughs> folks. Like, there's always like a little bit of darkness lurking in a John Hughes movie. Like, um, uh, the movie was originally scheduled to shoot at the same time as Home Alone 2, but then it got pushed back a year. There we go. Um, and uh, so Steenberger, Bergen, I can't say that name, could no longer be involved. And uh, they ended up bringing in Elijah Wood. So at least that was a good um, call there. And uh, well, yeah, Lehman bumped heads a lot with uh, Culkin and eventually ended up leaving. Um, and then they brought in Macaulay's sister, Quinn, for the movie. And eventually Joseph Rubin finally came in, came in kind of last minute here. And then there's lots of other rewrites and everything else, I guess, uh, to get it down to what it ultimately became. Um, that uh, that last like monologue in this movie feels like oh, it was something that was like in, in an original script that like doesn't make any more sense anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's like it's it's either that or like a weird test screening. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, yeah. it doesn't like why is it even in there? It's 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 like probably one of the most cringy parts of the movie. I'm like, do we need this? Like, no, it doesn't help at all no like it, it doesn't, doesn't put like a little bow on things no. it's just like it's weird mm-hmm. and then strange. i i heard that the original ending was really different and i'm like does anyone mm-hmm. know what that was I'd, I'd like to know what that was yeah i've heard that too i couldn't find too much about it but it, it's probably did out she there. save the um, wrong kid because that would be fascinating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they wrote us <laughs> like dropped elijah wood <laughs> <laughs> well that, that, would so that would be a choice and then at the end it's just like her and henry and 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 she's crying and like he he's yeah. like winks at the camera like ha ha gotcha gotcha <laughs> yeah yeah i know they, they, they wrote like a, a novel adaptation too and i think it has a different ending as well so there's there's a uh, oh. different things out there for this um but yeah this was released in theaters on september 24th 1993 uh not a big commercial hit, but it did um, about over quadruple its budget. I guess so that's good. I mean, it earned like 61, oh. 61 million against a $17 million budget. So, you know. Well, that's not too bad. Not too bad. As most, most folks probably know, the critics were not too uh, kind to this movie. Um, I mean, child it, endangerment. It's, it's got a, yeah, child in jeopardy here. But, uh, you know, it 26% Rotten Tomatoes score, which is, I've seen worse. We've seen, even on this podcast, we we've seen, seen worse. worse. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> A lot of critics seem to have issue with the fact that Macaulay Culkin didn't really, like, have a lot of backstory for his character, and he wasn't, like, a credible psychopath, and I'm like, but, like, I don't, like, did you need, like, a, what were you expecting? I don't know what, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I I guess they wanted a flashback where the baby, like, got sick, and so his parents couldn't come to his school play. I guess so. And that's why he's upset. I don't know what they want. I mean, yeah. it beats me. Yeah, who knows? Uh, lots of comparisons to the bad seed from the 50s, of course. Of course and yeah. uh, um, Roger Ebert deemed it inappropriate for children, which it's not a film for children. Well, so, it's rated you know, R, you yeah, dumb fuck. Yeah, I mean, exactly. God. What um, would have told you that, Rog? He, he called it a Jesus. creepy, unpleasant experience, which, sign me up. Uh, that, and... yeah, that sounds like <laughs> something you would put on the poster. Like, right? It sounds great. <laughs> creepy and unpleasant i'm in 
And Siskel was like, did we really want to hear cute little Macaulay Culkin speak the F word? Yes. 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 (laughs) Yes. Yes, we did. Yes. (laughs) That's what's missing from Home Alone 2, I think. I think so, too. Suck a fucking brick, you bastards. That's what it needed. I mean, am I alone here? No, you're not alone. (laughs) Speak the gospel. Yeah. (laughs) They gave us extra Tim Curry, which was great. But what we needed was an an F-bomb or two. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. The Washington Post, they were like, the mere presence of the adorable boy star seems to throw the whole film out of whack, making the picture play more like an inadvertent comedy than a thriller. But, like, weren't all of these movies kind of inadvertent in comedies? Like, like I mean, there's some you know, camp in there. There's yeah. some camp in all these early 90s thrillers. Come on. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, fucking Peyton assaults a eight-year-old at the school. Come on. <laughs> camp gold. It's Little happens. asshole. Like, <laughs> the, the Morning Call described the film as Home Alone meets Misery meets The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Okay, then. So, once again, put that on the poster. You have <laughs> yeah, it. That's what, that's what I want. You know? Who would not want to see that? Yeah, yeah. Really? Come on. <laughs> I was thinking a little bit about the fact that, like, usually with these movies, as we talk about it, it there's this outside evil force that comes in and corrupts everything. But this time, the, the outside mm-hmm. force is actually good and just kind of yeah. ends oh, up yeah. bringing out the evil inside, you know, what's already there, which is kind of interesting. Different. Look at this movie blowing up cliches. Yeah, yeah. Bucking tropes. Trailblazing motion picture it is. Mm-hmm. It also reminded me why I'm never having kids. So, Yeah. Abort, abort, abort. <laughs> I'm good without them. Because they're not all going to be like this nice little Elijah Wood here. Some of them could be like no. Macaulay Culkin over here. So, yeah. Not all of them get to be Elijah Wood. Nope. And even if they're not Macaulay Culkin, they might be the sister who just really <laughs> doesn't have much of a per- personality. And I can't stand yeah. that. I think... <laughs> You know, maybe she should have stayed in the frozen water. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a problem. She's, you know. Uh... Because she's just not. Like, I can just picture her father over in the corner, like, trying to get her to be more, like, <laughs> animated. He's like, sing out, kid. And she's like, I don't know how to act. I cannot say words. She probably didn't even want to do the movie. And he was like, you're going to fucking she do this movie. She didn't, I don't think. <laughs> I watched an interview with the director yeah. on the Blu-ray because I was fascinated i sure. was like what's what's the story behind this and mm-hmm. he was like yeah i felt really uncomfortable directing her because she clearly didn't want to be there it's <laughs> like oh my god so her father's just like pushing her in there oh wow because it's like is this the only movie she's done i don't remember her being, i don't remember her doing much else yeah uh, like, was that part of the contract like if we get macaulay gotta throw in the sister right like all the brothers double the money right all the brothers know? went on to do other things but yeah i don't remember her yeah doing much uh, I don't either. So I'm. I, I wonder what that's like. I think we need to hear from from her. What's her story? Mm-hmm. E true Hollywood I, story. I need to hear from her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is she just like baby Jane right now? Just like it, rewind, it could be. rewinding the good, the good, the good son could on be. like a loop. <laughs> just <laughs> oh, those were the days, kid. Oh, wow. Uh, Is Kit Culkin still alive? I would assume so. Um, I don't know. Did he die? Who knows? Uh, Did someone yeah, kill he's, him? He's still alive, it looks like. Uh, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, I always heard he was a big asshole. I, I mean, I believe it. He seems like Britney Spears' yeah. dad up in here. Like, yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. It's like we yeah. hear about stage moms all the time, but like there are stage dads mm-hmm. out there too. Who are, you know, oh, God, yeah. And they're just as bad, if not just worse. Just as bad, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ugh. 
All right, well. I had a dream. I dream about you, dream Macaulay. Dream about you, Macaulay. <laughs> it's gonna come true, Kieran. <laughs> you think that we're through, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the like reboot that we need? The, the revival of Maybe. Gypsy that we need? Starring Kit Culkin. Kit Culkin. Coming soon to your community and rec <laughs> center. Oh. Beautiful. Well, what the fuck is happening in this crazy ass movie? Well, poor little Mark. Mm. His mother is very sick. Mm. And she dies. She dies. Mm-hmm. And. He's very upset because he feels like he failed her and like he can bring her back, which is just kind of sad and depressing because you want to be like, Mark, it's not going to happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, and he feels like he broke a promise to her that like he wasn't going to let her die because that's what he says. He's like, you're not going to die. I'm not going to let you. Yeah. And she dies. Yeah. You and think he's going to use like black sad. magic or something? Because at one point he's like, well, she might yeah. come back a little bit different, but, you know, it'll yeah. still be her or something. And it's like, all right, well. I've seen that movie. Yeah, I have. I've seen that. Cemetery. I think it took place right down the road, I think, in this movie. Yeah, it it seems like it here. (laughs) They're really playing up the Stephen King vibes here a lot, which, all right, you know, that that was what was popular. I would too. Yeah. Why not? And uh, after his mom dies, his father has to leave to go to Tokyo for some big work thing for yeah, two weeks they make it seem but, like it's like two years and they make it sound like it's like you know but it's two yeah, weeks here like, yeah. it's two weeks yeah. i don't know but it's 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 it's, it's weird because as you mentioned like time in this movie is so weird that you're like what is it fall is it winter is it spring i don't right. know it's it's another one of those There's movies snow. yeah that exists in its own universe with its own rules and everything else yeah. yeah yeah but like he wants to go because he says that if he gets this deal it'll set them for life so mm-hmm. it's important that he that he goes. And of course Mark is like really depressed about it and he's driving them to um to his brother's house mm-hmm. in New Hampshire, I believe, right? Uh Maine. I, oh, it is Maine. Okay, so I think yeah. it was shot in New Han- Hampshire. That could be oh, okay. It. Could be it. Yeah. All right, so it's Maine. Mm-hmm. Um and so they're driving there and there's like this it, it's a scene I think that is well-intentioned, but it doesn't really make sense where he just like stops the car and then he like runs out <laughs> into the <laughs> desert or something. Sure, sure. He's like, come back, Mark. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not gonna. And, um, and so they finally get there and they are welcomed into this house by the lovely aunt and o- uncle. Yeah. Um, aunt Susan, who's just a big old plate of warmth, you know, she's just lovely. Yeah, and um, Wallace and then is there's the Connie. He's, he's yes, he's pointless. Wallace, he, he doesn't do anything. He in doesn't movies. do anything in this. No, he's just yeah. like just stays there. Like mm-hmm. sometimes he's in his little home office, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they have Connie, who's mm-hmm. a young girl, um, his cousin, mm-hmm. and then there is Henry. Who immediately pops out with a creepy fucking serial killer mask uh, on? This, like, like paper, Hello. yeah, paper mache Michael Myers mask up in here. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I made you an extra mask. Here, mm-hmm. we can be brothers. Mm-hmm. And then they just stare at each other in the mask for like five minutes. And you're like, okay, can we cut away? This is really creepy. <laughs> and, um, and then so Mark's dad leaves. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, a teary goodbye and stuff. And pretty soon, though, Henry and Mark are like bonding. Like think things are going well. And mm-hmm. Wallace and Susan exchange a lot of glances like, isn't this good for him? This is so great. They have their friends now. This is going to be a great time for both of them. Mm-hmm. And um, then 
Henry starts to display some characteristics that are a little alarming. There are some red flags. Um, first of all, he has this creepy ass treehouse that's like three thousand feet this in the air. Fucking treehouse, exactly. Terrifying. Well, first of all, who built this fucking treehouse? And like, I know it's like a million planks to get up to the top of it. It's a death yeah, trap up in terrifying. here. Why, why would these parents? Horrifying. These parents don't give a shit. Though later they leave the kids in the house totally by themselves. So you know, yeah, <laughs> like we're gonna go on a date, like have yeah. some fun, and then they like turn off the lights and play hide and seek. Yeah, like, what the fuck, guys? No fucking babysitter at all or whatever but whatever no what the hell and they clearly have some money so like hire a babysitter jesus um and yeah so this like creepy treehouse like uh mark slips and falls because Mm -hmm. this tree branch cracks and henry's like pulling him up and he's like if i let go do you think you could could fly and he's like uh can you help me up please fucker (laughs) and he finally does but mark's like that was kind of weird so that's Mm -hmm. like red flag one you're Mm -hmm. like something's off here yeah and then, like, they just kind of spend their days going around to, like, cemeteries where there's, like, a big well. Mm-hmm. And they're chased by, do- like, this rabid dog who comes out of nowhere. And Henry's created this, like, weird, like, crossbow contraption that he puts, like, bolts in and just, like, hits, like, stray cats and shit with. Mm-hmm. He's just mm-hmm. very creepy. Also, very he smo- creepy. He's a smoker at, like, age. He smokes cigarettes. Eight or whatever he is. Yeah. Yeah, I like he's like oh they, starting early. They're like they give you cancer. He's like who cares? You're gonna die anyway. Like that's what like a, <laughs> yeah. a six year old says, not like an eight year old, <laughs> like a hardened veteran. Yeah, you're gonna die and, anyway. Yeah, it's, it's all right, kid. Don't worry. <laughs> and like it's just weird because then he's he's like, hey, so did you see your mom's corpse after she was dead? He's like, no, I wanted to, but they wouldn't let me. It's like, mm-hmm. well, like, do you know what she looked like? Like were her her lips blue and stuff because that's what my what my brother looked like mm-hmm. and he talks about this brother that he had who drowned mysteriously little richard mm, interesting yeah. little richard yeah <laughs> little richard um, <laughs> <laughs> robert ducky in tub <laughs> The hits, the hit single that could have been from The Good Son, Rubber Ducky in the Tub. Now available in the Homos and Haunted Hill store. <laughs> from K-Till Records. Um, and so he comes out with this and Mark's like, oh, weird. That's kind of strange. Mm-hmm. And then it just takes a turn because Henry's created this mannequin, this like dummy with the creepy mask on and he's like hey let's go out and like have some fun you want to come with and mark's like sure because he doesn't know what's going to happen and so they take this mannequin out to the highway and just throw it on an overpass and all these cars have this big pile up like this like almost comically ridiculous oh pile up it's like ridiculous. every car is like slamming into trees and each other and like it's like final destination too but the <laughs> yeah. best part is like 10 minutes later where there's this news report and they're like oh everyone like, just had no some minor cuts and bruises <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, what? I'm like can we raise the stakes here a bit <laughs> yeah like, i think some of those people could have died i'm right. not sure because he, okay like, so, what, what you about know, we, the car that like flipped and everything right like, because I think before that he shot the dog, which was fucked up. That oh, was the worst part of the movie. But yeah. that's right. Yeah. He, he he does shoot the crazy rabid dog. Right. Um, and because they have to like bury it in the well. He almost shoots this cat at first, and then he's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. the sight's off." And then he, yeah, yeah, he shoots the the dog, and yeah, then they throw it in the well, oh, and then God. we get the, the pet cemetery two sequence of just you know carrying the yeah. dog across there. But yeah. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. kind of when Mark's like, "This doesn't seem like a good friend friendship," no. and he kind of distance him distances himself from 
Henry a bit, but right. then Henry gets him back with this little mannequin thing. And he goes to this therapist, uh, which, which again, he's only there for two weeks, so I don't know how much good you're going to yeah. <laughs> seeing a therapist for yeah, two weeks, but okay. really have a breakthrough in two weeks, <laughs> yeah. but okay. Like, yeah. Dream big. Right. And yeah, and so he's like, just, he's like, I don't want to talk. Like, I've got nothing to talk about. And so like the therapy do- doesn't really do that much good. Right. Um, and so now he's just sort of sure that Henry's like a bit of a psycho. And uh, at some point, the parents leave, like you said, to go out. And he has this idea that um, Henry wants to kill Connie mm-hmm. because he's like jealous of Connie's friendship with Mark. Because that seems to be the theme is like Henry gets je- jealous if people pay other people more attention than they do to him mm-hmm. so yeah there's like this hide and seek game where they turn off all of the lights like they just take the fucking break breaker box and just like turn it off like a bunch of creeps and like go around the house and he's so convinced that uh henry's gonna kill her and he's all like i wouldn't do that to my sister what are you talking about and he he finds her and and she's just being like tickled by him yeah and anytime and, um, that, um uh mark insinuates that he might tell the parents henry's always like well you know you could do that but then i'll just be like oh mom dad it's not his fault he's all screwed up because he misses his mom (laughs) (laughs) like this little fucking shit (laughs) like every single time and um and then he he watches over connie that night Mm -hmm. to make sure that henry doesn't do anything sketchy and then the next morning he wakes up and he's like where is she and um, he hears from Susan that um, they're out skating on the ice. And he's like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. like he's going to do something bad. So he rushes down there. And sure enough, Henry's just like twirling Connie around like mm-hmm. this, like a fucking tilt-a-whirl. Mm-hmm. And then he lets her go and she crashes into this like this sketchy piece of ice mm-hmm. that's a, a little bit thin. And she just falls through and Henry is like pretending that he's trying to help her, but yeah, we can is... see that he's not. <laughs> help me, Henry! And he's just like, okay, <laughs> okay, like, I'll help you. Cool, oh, cool. cool. And this so is... she goes under. <laughs> like they have to get like axes to like yeah. break th- through and stuff. And it's she it's goes a really like a coma. tense scene, and really well mm-hmm. shot. And there's you know a lot of yeah. wild frenetic camera work and stuff. So I mean, it's it's well done, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, it's so over the top. Oh yeah. And in the meantime, the the seed has been planted by little fucking Henry that mm-hmm. Mark wants to live in um, Richard's. Uh, Richard's bedroom, yeah. which is not true, even yeah. though Mark says that's not true. Mm-hmm. And Susan's kind of uncomfortable about that because she's still grieving the mm-hmm. loss. I'm not sure how many years it's been. It yeah. Could be like a month or hard to say four years. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's just like, I don't think I can do that. Uh, and so there's like all these conversations between her and wallace about like you know you're you just care too much you don't care enough you know like that kind of thing um and of course she's very upset that she almost lost yet another kid yeah mark then decides he's going to um tell susan about everything that's been going on and uh susan that goes really well (laughs) it does not take very well to that (laughs) gets him a slap in the fucking face (laughs) don't you ever come to me with these these lies again don't you ever come to me with these lies don't lies lies i tell you lies and at some point he calls so, his dad which yeah. is just like maybe have your dad talk to the 
parents to, I don't know, it's, it's a weird thing, yeah. but, you know, because he, he, he's like, oh, he's really evil, and the dad's like, evil? <laughs> it's like, what? What? What say you? Yeah. Nothing and really becomes he, of that, but. Not really, no. The, the dad's pretty useless as well, yeah. and then at some point he comes in and he finds Henry talking to the shrink, and he's <laughs> like, oh, shit, like, this is not good. Mm-hmm. It's really bad, and it gets really bad because he, like, at some point holds a pair of scissors up to Henry's neck mm-hmm. and of course the parents walk in you know and they and it looks really bad so now they think Mark's the one who's insane and has some anger management problems right. and they lock him in a room and are like you just need to stay here right and at some and, point we get that like a uh, like, don't fuck with me iconic line the don't fuck with me scene yeah yeah, yeah. shocker shocker that, that's the line I that do remember talks about yeah seen this when i was a kid and just going oh he said a bad word this Um, is mommy (laughs) we also get a a nice midnight snack scene much like hand that rocks the cradle right here where peyton's getting a late night snacks and a late night snack and uh you know he thinks that henry is poisoning his family because that's what henry has oh that fucking scene i forgot about that yeah Yeah, he just like throws all the food in the garbage (laughs) disposal yeah. Which makes him look like a fucking nutcase. Yep. They're like, are you okay? He's like, he poisoned it all. <laughs> and so while he's locked in this in this room, mm-hmm. um, Henry takes Susan out for a little walk. And mm-hmm. and um and they go by the, the cliff where Susan just likes to hang out and look depressed. And mm-hmm. Henry like pushes her off the cliff. Like he just charges at her and like pushes her off this cliff. Yeah, because he's like, and, hey, you really thought I was going to jump? I guess you don't know me very well, very well Mom. And then just, yeah, fucking push. <laughs> Pushes off the cliff. And Mark breaks out of the room and goes after him. And they have a big fight. And, she, and Susan's trying to climb up. And then at some point, they both fall off the cliff. And they're, like, hanging on. And Susan's at the top now. And yep. she has to choose which one she's going to save. It's her Sophie's Choice moment here. Yep. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's it's depressing and yeah. dark, and she picks Mark yeah. as one should. <laughs> I mean, that's the obvious answer. She <laughs> makes the right choice. Like one of these kids just tried to murder you, and the other one didn't. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, one kid just pushed you off with malice in their eyes. Right, I like think it's safe because if you save Henry, like he's probably just gonna push you right off after you like bring him back up. So exactly, it's, like, it's not really a choice here. Like it's just like logic. Really. <laughs> like yeah, it's like which one do I pick? Let me yeah. phone a friend. I yeah, don't think that's exactly. gonna happen. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. So she saves Mark and they embrace and you're like, oh, oh, yay, the movie's over. And then there's this dumb epilogue with Mark on a on a cliff (laughs) at like sunset. Yeah. In Arizona again. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I talked to Susan about it and I always wondered if maybe she thought she made the wrong choice of which (laughs) one of us to save. But I never decided to ask her. Yeah. I guess I'll never know. Fade to so black. I'm like, do we need this? this do it, we need it? Maybe they were again trying to bring in some of that like Stephen King, like, you know, final thought type thing. But it's just, it just doesn't really work in this context. It really, it's so no. silly. It's so goofy. Like you could easily just cut that out and no. just end the movie like yeah. you know, before then. But exactly. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. It's uh it's yeah, a, that's the good son that's the good son you know it's one of those movies that mm. i feel like people a lot of people saw when it first came out and then hadn't really thought about it yeah. in you know a few decades so that's why we were like let's let's bring it back up and yeah it's fun you know how short it was it i is. always it's thought it was short. like pushing two hours most, most it's of like the, 87 minutes yeah, most of these thrillers were like pushing two hours um yeah and uh 
because they they had a bit more nuance, a bit yeah. More, you know, you know, behind yeah. them. This is sort of like a glorified TV movie with it some is. extra stuff in there. You know, it is. I I quite enjoyed it. I, last, I had last fun night, with it. So. You know, um, <laughs> like I said, Elijah Wood like kind of blew me away. I forgot how good he was in this. Very good. And, um, yeah, Macaulay's good too. But like I don't know, they just don't give his character a lot to like work with. And you know? yeah, I mean they they did make a point when they said like you know he doesn't really have any background. Right. You're not really sure why he's so crazy. And I I right. guess that's kind of the point. Is like is evil something that you kind of grow into is right. it like a nature or nurture thing because you know he's got this great mom who's like really warm and lovely and mm-hmm. so it can't be nurture because she's wonderful right so it must just be nature he had the blackest eyes you know the devil's eyes the devil's eyes i don't know like this feels almost not like the omen but like at least a little more like prestige like the omen was you know something that was mm-hmm. a little more like uh usually if they make a killer kid movie these days it's gonna be just some like really over the top um right uh like the last one that we had was that that was even orphan was like really over the top even though it was a little mm-hmm. more prestige shot i guess i guess yeah. i don't know um but yeah I, I just haven't seen a movie like this in quite a while uh, and it's yeah it like it does that weird thing that a lot of those early 90s movies did where, like, it doesn't want to quite commit to the horror sometimes, so it kind of pulls mm-hmm. back a little bit, and I think that's why a lot of people yeah. have issues with these movies. But, like, it doesn't bug me that much in yeah. hindsight. Like, it's just, like, that was just kind of what Not was really kind of popular there. It's, yeah, it sort of feels like those, like, old, like, studio system movies yeah. from, like, the 40s and 50s where they yeah. they implied a lot of horrible things, but they never really showed in anything particularly. Right, yeah, right. Like, like it the, does have that sort of bad seed the, know, the whole car, vibe. you know, thing. It's like, uh, like people should have mm-hmm. died from that car crash, you know, like, or at least been hurt. Yeah. But then they were, they, they had to pull it back and be like, oh, no, just a couple of minor <laughs> bruises and injuries. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why would they do that? Because it's, it's not like we have to see it. I mean, right. just say that people died and then right. mark will really have something to be guilty about you right know? I mean, and we know he's henry's not gonna stakes. be redeemable or something by the end of this movie no. like we, we know he's a terrible no. you know, person like it's yeah so it's yeah it, it was just a very distinct time period you know lots of stephen king inspired stuff and uh yuppies in peril and everything else and uh it's with some hindsight it's always interesting to look back at this period and um talk about some of it so yeah yeah, I can't remember what channel this was always on. I think it, was it was always WGN on WGN. That sounds or right. It was yeah. always on. I remember seeing it. Yeah, I used to watch it a lot as a kid because it's like you have kid protagonists, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ooh, this is creepy because it's like kids like me, and ooh, like what's yeah. gonna happen? Um, it could happen to me. It could happen to me. I could yeah be pushed down a well like Samara. I actually did have a friend who was a lot like Henry, and he oh. would make me do like horrible things, like never like animal cruelty or sure. car cr- crashes but like yeah. just like take a bunch of paint cans and like throw them on things and mm-hmm. like start fires and stuff like he was kind of i wonder what happened to him because i think he, <laughs> he was on his way to becoming a sociopath and i was mm. like this kid's kind of scary and at some point i was like mom i don't think i need to hang out with this kid anymore <laughs> like he kind of freaks oh, me out <laughs> those people are scary uh, oh yeah because they're just like master manipulators, and yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll... it's creepy. And then you know they might just grow up to be president of the United States someday. <laughs> Who knows? It could happen. It could happen. It, it basically did. It did happen. <laughs> yeah. For four <laughs> years. Yeah. This film was a warning, everyone. Yeah. Uh, Macaulay Culkin saw Donald Trump in Home Alone too, right around this time period. So again, it, oh was, my it was a God. warning. <laughs> The omens. It all comes together. (laughs) Our conspiracy theory, man. (laughs) 
It's let me, true. Let me break out the red string and chart how this connects to this, connects to this. Yeah. <laughs> it's all connected. Oh. They, Big Pharma doesn't want you to know, man. <laughs> They're trying to hold us back. Kit Culkin doesn't want you to know. <laughs> Sounds like a BuzzFeed yeah. article. Yeah. 15 things Kit Culkin doesn't, doesn't want, want you to know. know. <laughs> Rory Culkin has been dead for 10 years, but they, they got a new son who looks just like him and replaced him for that. He's one of the puppets from Dead Silence. <laughs> yeah. Today on QAnon News. <laughs> wow. There you go. I think we all learned something today. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> This is another polarizing movie. People seem to either hate it or at least, you know, kind of like it anyway. So, you know, uh, yeah. sorry if you hate it, but, you know, we have fun I with it. I think it's so. a good time. I think it's a good time. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's not one that I feel the need to break out like every year, but like every like decade or two, maybe, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember the last the last time I saw it because I yeah, got the Blu-ray like two years ago. And mm. and so when you suggested it, I was like, oh, that's a great idea. I haven't mm. even watched it yet. And yeah. I can't remember the last time I saw I guess I was like maybe 12 or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah. All right, well, do we have some Overlook Gems? Well, mine this week, because of Joseph Rubin, I decided mm-hmm. to pick Sleeping with the Enemy. Oh, good choice. he good directed choice. it. Yep, good choice. And it's another one of those early 90s yuppies in peril. Mm-hmm. The yuppie in peril this time is Julia Roberts, fresh mm-hmm. off of Pretty Woman. And she mm-hmm. is a abused housewife who decides to fake her death to escape her abusive husband and forgets to flush her fucking ring all the way down the toilet, so he finds out and tracks mm-hmm. her down in this small town and chaos ensues and she takes up with uh the theater professor who is apparently not gay but yeah it's it's a fun little movie if you sort of turn off your brain and try not to take it too seriously i think that's the key to enjoying some of these early 90s thrillers just gotta turn off your brain Mm -hmm. and uh you know go with the go with the flow uh they're always beautifully shot and they are and like like we said they have beautiful scores always Mm -hmm. for some reason Mm -hmm. they got like the the best of the best to make it sound beautiful and lush yeah yeah it's true it's true yeah Uh, good choice uh joseph rubin yeah uh kind of the master of the uh yuppies in peril yeah vibe here good for him underappreciated like why does he not talk about like with like hitchcock and de palma and yeah david fincher and all these people you know He's, he's still kicking, kicking too. He's seventy-one years old. It looks yeah. like. Yep. <clears throat> That's right. Still time for a few more classic films, Joe. Mm-hmm. Let's get on that. Mm-hmm. He can uh, collaborate with Sondheim, and they can do a, a nice musical of some sort. There we go. A Yuppies in Peril nice musical. About Kit Culkin. <laughs> there we go. It all full circle here. Because <laughs> everything's coming up, Kit. <laughs> Well, just because I thought about this because I was watching the, the folk horror vibe. Um, I'll do uh, The Blood on Satan's Claw from 1971. Oh. Um, so you got like a mysterious corpse is accidentally dug up by a boy in a small town. And this group of local teens start acting very strangely as a result. Um, and there's this girl named Angel. Um, and uh, she like convinces everyone else that this corpse was... Oh, no, she's convinced this corpse was once possessed. And uh, they're hoping to get in touch with the devil using this body. Um, so they act out all these demonic rituals and cause a stir among the townspeople. And uh, when that activity starts to spread, certain parents start trying to lock up the kids behind um, the spooky stunts and keep them away from all this that's happening. And chaos ensues and blah, 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 blah. But um, it's good. It's one of the 
sort of big three that people usually talk about um, as being the sort of um, formative folk horror movies along with uh, The Wicker Man and um, uh, why do I always forget the other one? Uh, the uh, uh, the uh, Vincent Price uh, Witchfinder General. There we go. Oh, oh, I never remember that fucking name. Um, mainly because it doesn't it's not supernatural like these other two are so i always forget about it but anyway mm-hmm. um it's, this one's good though yeah it's a, it checks a lot of my boxes it's got like period horror and it's got small town with a secret stuff and satanic cult and witchcraft and uh, mass paranoia it's got a good female villain always love that um yeah it's it's uh it's nuts and but also fairly conventionally structured i went in expecting this like wild experimental 70s thing and um not so much i mean it's crazy but like in a structured way so that's good and uh pretty good script and yeah it's good stuff i think i watched it for the first time last year so i might have mentioned it last year at some point but bringing it into the official yeah yeah, bring it into the official overlook gems now there we go you can also of course join us on patreon if you would like we are releasing a bonus episode later this month um Mm -hmm. we won't tell you what it is but it's a good one too uh shout out to andrew john on patreon who's one of our charitable voyeurs Oh, you like to watch, do you? (laughs) You like to watch. Well, we'll give you something to watch. But yeah, we're also on Facebook and Twitter, H-O-H-H Podcast, you know, uh, Homos on Haunted Hill on Instagram. And uh, I think that's about it, you know? Wasn't much news this week or else I would have talked about it. Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out if anything interesting was going on. Not really anything major. Enjoy your November. Thanks. Thanks. I I almost said... What, I don't know what I was going to say. Uh, November <laughs> festivities, but I said thanks, thanks, thanksgivities. I don't know. <laughs> thanksgivities? I think yeah. that's that. I mean, that could be a word. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like something Jamie Lee Curtis would be like uh, trying to sell. Thanksgivity. <laughs> <laughs> it's for your trauma. <laughs> it's for the trauma. <laughs> yeah, you, you got and the, the mob violence. There's the mob. Uh, it's a yes, movie about yes. mob violence mm, and it's, collective trauma it's so fucking deep and let me tell you halloween ends will be about covid19 and how as a culture we all wear masks <laughs> have you watched that eli like roth, michael myers that eli roth history of horror episode yet with her in oh, the yes the, <laughs> the holiday we're talking one. about the new ha- halloween yeah god damn it. Like, she oh, says no. it like five times and i'm just like just just stop <laughs> it is not anywhere near as deep as you think this movie is or trying to convince people i as decided it is. it's just trauma to trauma. do halloween kills because it's about the trauma of being in a bed <laughs> it was my most difficult role yet i really had to stretch my acting chops and the body trauma that comes with being in a bed you don't know how difficult it is to just lay there and <laughs> talk cash your checks yes. give these lucid barely lucid monologues that <laughs> don't really have to do with anything oh if michael doesn't turn into like a big like covid 19 ball at the end of the movie i'm gonna be really mad i'm gonna be upset i'm just I'm, i just think about the fact like like there have been murders in the town that i live in um but like are we all collectively messed up by it not so much um yeah but you know. i was like if they had kept the events of all the other sequels i'd be like yeah right. that's yeah, maybe, pretty fucked up maybe if they like kept halloween, every halloween in this stuff. guy yeah. comes back right but <laughs> like why are you still living in this fucking town y'all exactly <laughs> just close up shop and move away because yeah. no one needs to live here but yeah after 40 years like you know and nothing yeah. has happened i He's don't think this is gonna up. be as big of a thing as you think it is here folks like come on it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> so 
Wow. Wow. But enough uh, about Halloween. But enough kills. about Halloween kills. We we talked like for twenty minutes about it in the trick or treat episode. So you know, go back and listen to that if you want to hear. It. Uh, anyway, oh, but thank um, you for listening to our you. also barely lucid monologues. Yes, uh, as always, we are all Laurie Strode. We're all Strode strong. Right, Strode strong. Kill me. We're Strode strong on this house on homos. Oh, God, homo uh, what house? Uh, homos on homo's haunted house. Hill. Yes, I don't. We're our house in the middle strong. of the street yeah <laughs> yeah we got to get the the thanksgiving decorations up in our mansion oh yeah get ready the turkey the turkey um i'm gonna tell you that that turkey had some trauma it had a lot yeah. of trauma yeah trauma trauma turkey okay trauma. we're leaving now we're basically just talking to to fill time <laughs> here so you know bye <laughs>